Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Hebrews chapter 12. The book we've been in. Hebrews chapter 12. Father God, your word is truth. It is not my truth. It is not our truth. It is the truth. And so we thank you for your word this morning. And as we pray here, I pray that you give us eyes to hear and ears to see. And that as this word is deposited, that it take root, that it grow in us and then through us, and that it bear fruit that remains. Bear fruit that remains, God. I love the word of God. I know y'all hear me say that all the time, but I really love the word of God. I don't even understand what my life would be without the word of God, without Father God, without Jesus sitting on the right hand, praying and interceding, without his example of how we should live, walk this life, and then the Holy Spirit. What? What would life be? I, I don't even want to know what life would be without the Holy Spirit. And I love that Jesus was so kind and thought so much of us that he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave you with the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to be with you, to walk with you. And so we're going to, we've been in Hebrews 12 talking about kingdom revival, talking about being part of an unshakable kingdom. Um, and we've had some I think really powerful messages. I'm still with this cup. I, I don't know that cup. I, I need the cracked cup. Like the thing I was thinking the other day, I was like, people are going to hear this podcast, but not be able to see this cup. Like, I was like, ah, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, that cup, it's the cup. You need to see the cup. The message was still powerful. But for those of us who were on and she started to break off that cup, mind blow. Um, and we talked last Saturday about Jesus being shaken in the garden. And if Jesus was shaken, why wouldn't I be, right? Well, today we're going to be back. We're still in Hebrews 12. And I really want to focus on verse 25 today. So I'm going to read it first out of the Passion Translation. And it says this, make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks. For the God who spoke on earth from Sinai, is the same God who now speaks from heaven. Those who heard him speak his living word on earth found nowhere to hide. So what chance is there for us to escape if we turn our backs on God and refuse to hear his warnings as he speaks from heaven? And that's a question. Let me read it now out of the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version, verse 25, it says this. Give me one second. It says, see to it that you do not refuse to listen to him who is speaking to you now. For if those sons of Israel, because those on Mount Sinai were the children of Israel, did not escape when they refused to listen to him who warned them on earth, revealing God's will, how much less will we escape if we turn our backs on him who warns us from heaven? So let's talk from this subject today. What are you still refusing? 
what are you still refusing? Hebrews, we've talked about this before. The book of Hebrews is a, a, um, a, a, a in the New Testament, it is part of books that were written by apostles. Many believe that it was written by Paul, but there is still no um, evidence that Paul was the writer of the book of Hebrews. Um, but Hebrews, when you go to Hebrews 11 and 12, we enter into a conversation about faith. And then 12 starts by sharing with us the example of Christ, but also um, a, a, a cloud of witnesses of faith. And then it begins to share about Jesus's faith and then the father's discipline. And then at the end of 12, it comes into this conversation about an unshakable kingdom, which is what we have been talking about and that we are a part of this unshakable kingdom as citizens of the kingdom, as sons and daughters of God the father, as co-heirs with Christ. And so we've been talking from the aspect of the shaking that we all know that we are in, the shaking that is not just one time <laughs> will happen again. But we are at this beginning of this new year, this new revelation of the kingdom revival, uh, a new beginning for the church. You and I are that church, the ecclesia, the called out ones. We are not talking about a location, but our vocation. And as the bride, he is calling us to revival. And revival is always first going to begin in you before it can then go and be extended beyond you. And so we are in this space of personal revival and he is shaking things. God is shaking things. And it says that in some, um, in some of the different translations, it says that when he spoke in, in, uh, in verse 25, it says his voice shook Mount Sinai. And you need to know that every time God speaks, there's a shaking. His voice produces a shaking. When we read the word of God, if we are not reading it like another book or reading it casually, but literally reading it with the understanding that this is God, the inspired word of God through man given to us, but it is God who is speaking to us, Holy Spirit, who is revealing to us, it should shake you when you read it. Because the word of God is going to always come to challenge your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. It's always coming to challenge, to convict, and to convert your soul. Have you ever just read three words in a verse and been like, oh, Lord, <laughs> you didn't even get through the whole verse. But there's an arresting because when God speaks, he shakes his word, his voice reverberates. There's a sound when God speaks. That's why he says, my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow because there's a reverberation. There's a specific sound. There's a there's a what there's a voice that comes behind the word of God. But there's also an activity and that is and it shakes. And so when you hear God's word, when you read God's word. When I read God's word, it causes me to not focus on the circumstances I'm currently in, but to 
be fixed and, and, and to be focused on that which I'm reading because I am seeking wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And so if I read um, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. If I just stop there, that should begin to shake me because the question is, yes, I know it, but have I let him be? Is he still my shepherd? Is he the one that is leading and directing me like a sheep, a shepherd would with actual sheep is I'm allowing him to groom, groom me and, and prune me and feed me and take care of me. Or have I become my own, am I the shepherd, am I, am I shepherding myself? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That should be shaking because the question is, am I fearing evil or am I walking in a way where I don't fear because I know who my shepherd is? It should shake you. And let me know how I know God's word is shaking us here is because when we have conversations in the beginning, you can clearly say to me, oh, he, yeah, he, he's shaking things up because he's revealing things about my heart, my mouth, my mind, my ways of being. If there is no um, arresting of where you are, then how you are reading the word, because none of us are perfect, we are all in need of continual growth. We are all going to be evolving. And the word is our compass. Have you ever sometimes started to read a word? I'm just going to ask. You start reading the scripture, you're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> you're like, I, I can't do that right now. Because it starts to just really affect where you are. And you're like, who? Okay. I'm, mm, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> And we don't realize that even in that moment, that's a refusal. When God begins to reveal something to you and you want to pause because it, 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 it's getting too much, that's a refusal. When he's saying something that we don't like and we decide, let's get into what this means to, ref to, to refuse. It says, don't you refuse. See to it that you don't refuse him. When we exegete it out, when we study it in the Greek, which it was written, it says, see to it. So it says literally see to it, which means discern, to look. It's a suggestion that you need to see something physical with spiritual results. This is what it suggests. It carries what is seen into the non-physical realm so a person can take the needed action. We got to start seeing what God is showing us in the spirit realm and start to, for us to, to take the needed action. What we are very focused in on what we can see and then we try to respond to that but when God begins to reveal his word he is showing us from heaven's perspective he's showing us and giving if we have discernment if he's given us sight to see he has allowed us to 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 perceive and discern things and he's saying I want you to set your eyes on the things that are non-material right now non-physical 
so that you can take the needed action to be and remain alert. You need to see the enemy's tactics. You need to see when he's stepping into a conversation, a room. You need to see where setups are. You need to see what God is saying and what God is doing before it manifests in your hand, before it manifests in physical form. It's to observe and be watchful. It's a see to it. We are to be observant and watchful at all times. Because if we're not observant, if we're not watchful, if we're not careful, we can, we can misunderstand what God is saying or we can refuse what he's saying altogether. Because there have been times God has said something that we didn't think was God. Because we weren't in sync and in line or we have thought God wouldn't say that or God wouldn't do that. Actually, God can and will do whatever he wants to. And so see to it, see to it, guys. I love that. And, and just that alone does something. Wait a minute, I gotta be watchful, observant. I gotta stay alert. It's the word watchman. You need to be a watchman over your life. A lot of times we can be very alert and discerning about other people's things. But are we watchful and alert about what's going on with us? Are we discerning? Are we so focused on what isn't here in a negative way or what's going on presently that we can't see what God is doing in the spirit. What God is showing us is coming. What's on the way. Because I tell you guys all the thing. Once he says it, we should see it. Because everything God says, right? If he created the world with his word, his words have creative power. I need to see what you're saying, God, when you say it so that I can hold on to it until it comes. How many of us are still waiting to see in the physical what God has said in the spirit? Just me? Come on. The question is, though, have I seen it? Did I just hear him say it, but I've never seen it? And how, and am I still holding on to it? Or what are the times I've let it go because I didn't see it in the natural. I just heard it and I'm, I'm believing you, but God, I need to see what you're saying. So when it arrives, when it shows up, I understand not also that, but God, before it arrives, that I can see it, hold on to it. And make sure that when others say something or when the enemy comes to try to steal, kill, and destroy what you said and what I see, I won't let him shake me, or I'm sorry, frustrate me out of my faith. See to, see to, see to it. See to it. Be careful. 
I love God's word. Let's move on. And so it says, be careful not to refuse. In Hebrews 12, be careful not to refuse. Give me one second on something. What's going on here? Oh, oh, hold on. Verse 25, we're still in 25. And it says that you do not refuse. That means don't make excuses. I love when, I just love when it gets real simple. Don't make excuses. A form of refusing or refusal is to make excuses. That's a form of refusing. The second thing is to reject. That's a form of refusing is to reject. Another form of refusing is to shun. Another form of refusing, I, I love this one, it's just to avoid it altogether. Just avoid it. The last one says this, it says the word deprecate, which means to express disapproval and have nothing to do with it. Now, what's interesting is the way that it breaks this down. It says, see to it, is three words, that you do not refuse. And then it says him who speaks. And so what do we have to be careful not to refuse? Is God speaking. That when he speaks, that word speaks means when he talks. When he utters a word, when he says something, we've got to be careful not to refuse it, not to make excuses, not to reject it, not to avoid it, and not to express disapproval and have nothing to do with it. Guys, I've done that. I've avoided something. I've heard God say, because I was like, I don't even know how that's ever going to look. I'm just, I rejected it because I was just like, right, younger, immature. Like, I don't really know God would have me do. He know, he know, like, why would he ask? Right. And sometimes we reject because of our own insecurities. Sometimes we avoid because of our own low self-esteem. But then we begin to make the excuses as why we can't honor it, why we can't do it. And then we just don't have anything to do with it. We, we ran out and told everybody what he said. And then all of a sudden, nobody ever sees nothing about it again. Because we've just completely all together pushed over here and just avoid doing it. And so he says, do not refuse him, him being God who speaks. And I know that in our desire to please him through faith, we're not trying to refuse him. But what he wants us to see today are these are ways that we do refuse him. When you make an excuse, 
after God has spoken. It is a refusal of him. When you avoid what God has said, it is a refusal of him who speaks. And then he starts to give this, this illustration that for the people, right? And they're talking about the children of Israel, right? Because God, God was with the children of Israel. Jesus is not in that, in this time period. God was with them. God spoke to Moses directly. And y'all, even at the end, Moses refused what God said. And his refusal caused him to enter into the promised land. Refusal. He rejected what God said. And so the children of Israel, we see they rejected it over, look, over and over and over. Don't do this. Ugh. Don't touch the ark. Touch it. <laughs> Don't go out there and collect too much. If you did, you know, all these commandments and precepts and laws that he kept giving to them and the grace he kept extending to them. Moses even going before him, asking him to spare them. And they continued in their murmuring and their complaining. That is a rejection of what he is saying. Please understand when you get into your murmuring, your complaining and the pity parties and the this is woe is me. That is refusal. That's rejection of what he is saying. We pray for God to do things, plant us places, put us in position and we don't realize how much we murmur and complain about the very place and thing we asked him to do. And Pastor Alex has said it multiple times, don't let your blessing become your curse. You asked him, he did it. What, why are you downtrodden? Why is it so negative? Why now? That what he you asked, he provided, but now you are refusing to be who you need to be, to follow what he's given you, to walk in the way he's called you. Why now, after he's blessed you? That was the children of Israel. I heard your cry. Let me tell you, God hears our cries. Let me tell you something. Janetta, God heard your cry. This is, um, right? He heard your cry. Sometimes God hears our cry, but we then don't we then don't move into the response when he comes, right? The children, I heard their cry. <laughs> here we go. And they're like, ooh, we, we were, this was better old back here. I heard your, he's heard my cry. And then he's come, but now I got to go the way that he takes me after he's heard my cry. And know that he's going to keep me and protect me. Ty, he's heard your cry. Marcia, Tanya, everyone on the screen, he's heard our cries. And he will always come and to provide us a way of escape. But what we cannot do is refuse him when he comes to heal us, save us, deliver us. Because the truth is, what God was asking the children of Israel to do was not normal to their natural way of being. When Janetta says, I get it now, he's calling me to rest, that wasn't natural to her normal way of being before here. But he's saying to enter where I've got, 
the enter into the things that I have shown you to actually step into the things I've said. You got to go this way. And we're all there right now. I've got to shake some things out, even this area where you have refused when I speak. He said, did they not, even the ones that were refusing, did they not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth? Remember, they were here on earth with God. He is warning them. He is speaking to the children of Israel. They are wandering for 40 years. It should have been three days. At every pass, he's trying to, come on now, guys. Hey, 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 I've given you food. Cloud by, uh, what, cloud by night, fire by day. I, I, I provided. I've got the, the, the Levites separated from the camp. They're covering the temple and the ark. I've made sure that everywhere we go, everywhere you land, you are covered and protected. All these years, all, look, all your lives, I have been faithful. And what they were not singing was the goodness of God. What they were doing was complaining. And why did he bring us out here? And why did he, and why did he? They never made peace with his way. And generations had to die off in refusal to him who speaks. And the one he had the most communion with Moses who knew his voice, who followed even at the end, refused what God asked him to do by doing what he had done before, thinking he could do that again when God was specific as what to do with the rock. And so the question then is this, how much less will we escape if we, and here's the thing, it, the word reject is two times in this text. So this is a very big issue that God, a thing God is really trying to highlight. I always say, if he says something twice, it's for us to pay it even more attention. So he says, reject at the top. And then because he's illustrating the story of how the children of Israel rejected them and how they didn't escape. He says, now... How much more? Because I was speaking to them from earth. How much more when I speak to you from heaven? He said, how much less, I'm sorry, will we escape if we reject him who warns us from heaven? He's warning us. It says his warning in regards to circumstances, experiences, to outsiders, to people, to what could happen, what has happened. He's warning us, it says, from heaven, from heaven, where he is seated, where he is on the throne. I love this because heaven also in this um, scripture, it, it, it negates not just the visible heavens, right? But the spiritual heaven, but I love, I love, it says happiness. This place with God and the gospel for Christians. How much more that we are now in back in direct connection with God. We have been saved by his son and we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. 
how much more, right, would we have to endure? Would we have to face? The escape for us is going to be even, you th look, <laughs> how much less than would it be for us to not obey, to refuse his word, the word that comes from heaven? And then if we go, let, let's go back. Let's go to, to, to 26. And then 26 says, his voice shook the earth at Mount Sinai. Then, but now he has given a promise saying, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the starry heaven. I don't know about you, but he's shaking the earth right now. It's the beginnings of greater shaking. We are seeing that. He said, now that expression yet once more indicates the removal and final transformation of all those things which can be shaken. That is of that which has been created so that those things which cannot be shaken may be But before we can even get to being unshakable, we must first look at what are we still refusing? When he is speaking, what am I still making excuses about? What am I still rejecting? What am I still avoiding? What have I just ha wanted to have nothing to do with? How about this? What have I just ducktailed and hide? I've been hiding. Sometimes we just hide from the word, hide from what he said and think we got time. I'll just, no, I'm not ready for that. You'll never be ready. I am not ready for 50 days. Let me be very clear. There's nothing in my humanity that is ready at all. I'm not trying to even get ready in my humanity. I am trusting God. Because I didn't say it, you said it. And when you said it, you allowed me to start to see it. And every day I see a little bit more. But I can't tell, I'm, I can't tell none of y'all what day one looks like. I can tell you I'm gonna show up. He's starting to reveal certain things. I've been obedient to call who to call. People have from different places are coming, continue to reach out. But I can't, I can't tell you nothing, but I will obey. And I will not refuse what you said. I turned over this morning like 20, 20, 20, 25 days, 34 days, whatever. <laughs> like, but I will not say no. And I will not complain and I will not murmur. Because guess what? This actually isn't mine. I'm just who you asked to do it. Just like what he's requiring of us. Just on, that might be a bigger scale, but let's just talk about the day-to-day. -day. I, I, I will not refuse to be kind. I will not, ref I will not refuse to stop complaining.
I will not refuse when you're calling me to rest. I will not refuse presenting my soul so that I can agree with your will. I will not refuse. I will not make excuses anymore for what I know you said. All I need to ask is when. Because he shows in part and he shows the end from the beginning. That's Bible. And so when you speak, when you begin to show, I just need to say, okay, God, when? And wait until you show me. How? And wait until you show me. What? And wait until you show me. Who? And wait until you show me. And understand that I won't know the why for a long time. <laughs> but you would. I, but you're so good. You'll let me know at some point. But I will not refuse as a kingdom citizen. I will not refuse, but I first need to get real with what am I still refusing? Because I do not want to miss it. And I don't want to miss you. Any questions, comments, concerns? Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.